0: Log Talk Radio.
1: people. Where is thy salute? For presenting yourselves on this battlefield. I give you thanks. This is our army. To join it, you give homage. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your
2: army,
3: why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them.
4: Oh, the English are too many. 27 seven feet
0: tall. Yes, I've heard. Killed men by the hundreds. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts
4: of lightning from his arms. <laughs> I am William Wallace. And I see
0: a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free
4: men. And three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? against that? No! We will run. And we will live.
3: Die. Right? Fight and you may die.
4: Run. And you'll live
3: Joseph Gibson podcasting here understanding the times in which we live today you know uh, frustrating uh, the, you know the situations that I I uh, encounter here you know I've, I've got phony balonies that you know I'm here I'm pick a people who say they're going to do something and they don't do it I mean we're just just get tired of, of of the nonsense out there nobody's going to stand up and fight for anything um, you know, for instance, I'm going to talk about my case here. You know, I got a case here now in federal U.S. United States Federal District Court. You know, I get back a 30th ruling uh, from a magistrate, and the double talk in this in this thing. I mean, how, and what it is is it's a it's a order slash opinion slash recommendation. Okay. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the story, according to uh, custody. Uh, uh, problem here in uh, North Carolina and these people have violated my rights and uh, they you know trying to enforce trying to make them comply with a statute I've gone up and down up and down with them I started off for, uh, for well, let me just rewind here and go back to the beginning um, my my living girlfriend left after living with me for 13 years took my two kids I had a standing custody order in place that said she wasn't allowed to do that. And that was filed years ago, uh, two thousand eleven. Showed the sheriffs the the deputy sheriff this uh copy of this order. I didn't have it on me when it originally first happened when she first left, and took the kids and took off. And I had to go back and, and find it it took me a day to do that. But I went down to the sheriff's department instead of waiting for them to come to me and I said, Hey, I got a copy of this, go get my kids and she wasn't supposed to take my kids. And they tell me, well, you need to hire a lawyer. I, I really don't see in here where it says, you know, they, they don't know how to read, you know. They, they, I guess and they, they they say it was vague. It was a vague custody agreement, and and therefore they're busy right now. And they, you know, hire a lawyer and see what they say. So I do hire a lawyer, and of course, you know what lawyers do? They take your money, and because they always answer the phone when you first call them, and as soon as they take their take your money because they swear an oath to the Queen of England, to the bar association. And so I put my trust in a lawyer. Needless to say, we go through the whole entire process, and uh, she obtains her protective order for one year. I was served May 11, 2020, with the protective order. Protective orders, according to North Carolina General Statute, 50B Section C, Paragraph 3, states very clearly in plain English, protective orders shall be affixed for no longer than a period of one year. So if I was served on May 11, 2020, that means the protective order would expire May 11th, 2021, correct? According to the North Carolina General Statutes. Well, uh, I think the protective order is expired, and I go and I'm up there at her property mowing her grass for my sons uh, because they stay there. We have a 50-50 custody agreement that says you know we're supposed to co-parent together and effectively for, you know, the positive, the well-being of the children, the best interest of the children. And that happened in between the one year while the protective order was in place. So I have a custody order that says, you know, we've got to co-parent together. And I'm only to communicate with her concerning matters of the children. Well, concerning matters of the children, my son said the grass is getting high where we stay. Dad, can you come mow the grass? Uh, well, you know, in North Carolina, snakes are a very big problem down here. As a matter of fact, it's the number one state in the country that where, you know, you get bit by a snake. So tall grass. I have a five-year-old also, and a twelve-year-old, and a eleven-year-old that time. And so I go up there and I mow the grass. Well, she apparently swears out a warrant for me and says I violated the protective order. Now, according to North Carolina general statute, I don't have the statute here in front of me, uh, but uh, according to the statute for citizens' arrest here in North Carolina, you can take out. A, you can what, what happens? Is you go to the magistrate here and you swear out an oath saying this person did this. Now, according to the statute, you're supposed to be issued a criminal summons, where you then go in front of a judge, and you have a probable cause hearing. That's what the statute says. makes sense, right? You Somebody just can't walk in and say, this guy killed uh, this guy down the road, and you go arrest him for murder. You can't do that, right? So you, it makes sense. That makes sense. Probable cause hearing. You go from a judge and say, hey, this is my story. That's your story. The probable cause exists for you to be arrested or not or not. Well, down here in North Carolina, they have, in Rockingham County, they have their own way of doing things. So anyway, she goes and swears out a warrant. I violated the protective order. May 26th. May 26th, protective order is expired. Expired May 11th. What are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not true. You'll have your day in court. Well, needless to say, I bond out. Now we're now the quicksand starts. It starts sinking. You know, I bond out at the court date, and I'm arrested twice in one day because while I'm at the courthouse on May 26th, my little boy says, hi, daddy. He's in the courtway of the hallway. I mean, excuse me, the hallway of the courthouse. And, hi, Daddy. Hey, little guy. How you doing? Some woman who I've never seen before says, you're not supposed to be talking to him. You have a protective order against you. I said, what are you talking about? Who the hell are you? Click, clamp, clamp, boom, boom. Make that kid. I'm uh, tackled by the sheriff and brought down, and I'm arrested for that, too, same day. uh, Going to court for the first violation of, uh, you know, May 26th. So now I got two charges against me, violation of protective order. All right? Now I'm the meanest, baddest guy in Rockingham County. The prosecutor wants you know, a million dollars bond, and you know, uh, but that's all irrelevant. You know, and i out. I got out, and uh, I said, Oh no, no, they violated. I, you know, I'm trying to tell the judge, hey, look, this thing expired. No, it didn't expire. He's trying to tell me. He says it was issued on July 21st. I, now. That's not when it was issued, the protective order, July 21st. It was issued, I was served, May 11th. Now, my lawyer has all my paperwork. I don't have my paperwork while I'm in court, okay, because I fired the first lawyer I had hired. Uh, The first lawyer I had hired, I fired. I hired another lawyer, and that first lawyer has all my original paperwork from when I was served, and I didn't have it. So... I hire this new lawyer, and we go to court on August 11th to argue this this issue. Finally, I get my say in court because she wants to renew the protective order because they think it, it was started on July 21st. you confused yet? Because I am. Needless to say, on August 11th, we argue the entire issue and everything I just told you, that it expired May 11th. The judge says, I think the state – this is what he says on the record now. This is what the judge says, and it's the problem all over the country with these liberals – and with these liberal judges, the judge says, I think the North Carolina General Assembly entrusts judges across North Carolina to interpret the statutes the way they need to. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't just change the statute. You don't have the authority to do that. That's abuse of this. That's discretionary abuse. You abuse your, oh, you violated the oath of your office right there. That judge should be arrested. He should be arrested right then and there. And I'm telling, I'm kicking my lawyer, ah, ah. I'm like, man, you, you need to say something. So he files a, a rule 60, a motion for a rule 60, which has nothing to do, and I'm not going to go into all these rules or what. nothing to do with that. He should have filed a motion to dismiss or set aside the judgment, which tolls, if you file a motion to set aside the judgment, tolls the actual judgment by the judge. And then he was supposed to say, I'm motioning the court for an interlocutory appeal, which – which he did later on do, but set aside, he did not do it then. So I did that on my own. Interlocutory appeal means it locks the judgment and puts it in place, and you let, arrest the judge. You arrest the court, and that judgment stays in place. Now, I know you people are thinking of arrest, and handcuffs behind your back. That's not what arrest means, okay? So, while that, while, now I go to the appellate court. I file a motion of appeal. I file an, an extraordinary writ of mandamus. And sent it to the appellate court. And I outline all the issues. I outline the statute, how I was arrested, my rights were violated. The appellate court just denies me. Bam, denied. Doesn't give me a reason why they deny. I said, how do I know how to take this to the North Carolina Supreme Court? They didn't give me a reason why they denied me. So I file a motion for articulation. Art, you know, articulate. You're under uh, Rule uh, 12b, I think it is, off the top of my head. I don't have the files in front of me. Appellate court just denies me, flat out they ignore me. So I'm thinking, man, you know, and meanwhile now i got criminal charges pending. You know, they want to put me in jail for violating this protective order that already expired. So, needless to say, I now, I file a petition for writ of certiorari to the NC Supreme Court. And I outline everything with more finer details, all the stuff in between. And the North Carolina Supreme Court, as of October 29th, shot me down. So people say, well, if they shot you down, that's the end of the game. No, it's not. Now stuff is happening in between all this. September 21st, I'm arrested again for the same protective order because under North Carolina law, somebody could just walk in and say, he did it, he did this, he did this, and you go to jail. Which technically under the North Carolina general statutes, that's not true because, again, I'm going to readdress that. Under North Carolina General, for a citizen to make arrest in North Carolina, you have to sign a statement saying this happened. And offer, a certified police officer has to also confirm or investigate his findings of probable cause to a warrant to be issued. But down here, the magistrate hates me because I served them, because I'm suing them, okay? And I got this case going on in the appellate court on him and in the NC Supreme Court, so they hate me down here now because I served all the judges with a writ of mandamus and the interlocutory appeal, and they hate me. So they, uh, she goes back down to the magistrate's office September 21st and says, because her and I have a disagreement over visitation, and she decides that, well, you know, I'm going to go take a warrant for him. And she says uh, he made a phone call to me and called me and threatened me, and uh, he's refusing to return the children, which is a lie, a flat-out lie, because she has the children, she has them, but I'm, I'm you know, I get arrested again. So now I'm arrested again, but now in between that – I know it's getting confusing. August 31st, I pled guilty to the protective – I knew that I had this pending in the um, N.C. Supreme Court. I pled guilty to the protective orders. I said, I'll plead guilty because I know I still have this pending in the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court's going to do the right thing, I'm assuming. And I mean it's in black and white, the statute. It says it's only be fixed for a longer period of one year. I have the paperwork now that says I was served. On May 11th, if I'm served on May 11th, that means that's when the time frame begins, the one year, because I'm restrained of my liberties as of that one year, as of that time. Because once you serve the protective order, you have to give up your gun rights down here in North Carolina, you have to turn in your gun permits, you have to turn over all your guns, which, uh, you know, they took my gun permitting, and uh, you can't have no contact, and your liberties are restrained. So... That began my time beginning eleventh, so you know obviously it expires one year later. Well, down but but again, remember I told you the judge said, you know, you know the judges have a right to, you know, rule whatever however they want according to they have the authority and the discretion to change the statute if they so choose. Well, I went and looked up uh, during this time period when this is all going on because I'm doing all the research my lawyer is supposed to be doing. Statutory language, what statutory construction means, statutory construction and language, and what shall not mean, shall not. Shall not is a very definitive term in a statute. Shall not means shall not. Shall not be done or shall not happen and shall not take place any time in the future or blah, blah, blah. blah. I don't have the statutory laws in front of me, the General Assembly's uh, explanation of that. So with all that being said, on top of it, right now I'm out on appeal bond because I was found guilty – because I took it to trial on November 3rd of uh, these uh, protective orders. And remember now, at, during the trial in district court, if you're found guilty, um, all you have to do is say, I appeal. And that interlocutory appeal is his judgment. Interlocutory appeal is a very important word. And what that does, it stays the sentence. It, it wipes it out, actually. And you get a fresh start, and they move it up to the superior court. And then from the superior court, and i guilty, you could appeal again, then you've got to post a penal bond, then you could take it to the appellate court. Well, anyway, I was found guilty in the district court on November 2nd, excuse me. And on November 2nd, I appeared before the court after being released October 3rd from being in custody, from being arrested on September 21st, and having to post $40,000 in bonds for a misdemeanor, because that's what it is. It's a misdemeanor, okay? Um, uh, they decided they wanted to – they brought in a special judge to prosecute me or to oversee the trial because they said they knew I was going to trial that day, but I had no fired to fire the number two attorney. Excuse me, that was number three, actually. I fired another one in between. That. I didn't tell you about that one, but that was a whole other, you know, I fired him. You know, I went with with three lawyers, and I told him, I said, I don't have a lawyer right now, so I want to continue it, and I've only been out for 30 days since I was released from custody, so I need to continue it. So, well, they would, They did not see it that way, and they decided they were just going to go ahead and pursue a trial without me having being represented by an attorney, which is my right under the uh, uh, North Carolina general State, I think it's 67A. Uh, I don't have them all in front of me. Again, like I said, so don't quote me 100% on that. But needless to say, they convicted me. It was her word against mine. And basically, she got on the witness stand and said, yeah, he called me while the protective order was in place. And... Uh, you know, of course, I said, you know, no, I I did not contact her or threaten her. I did contact her because I have a custody agreement that says I can contact her concerning issues pertaining to the children. So it's just one big mess right now. And in between all this now, I've decided to file a United USC 1983 violation of my civil rights for them not upholding the statute and for the treatment that they did and what they did to me, the conditions and how they treated me while I was in custody. And while it was in uh I don't want to get into specifics of that, but let's just say it was not fun. And I came out with a concussion. Can any of you read between the lines on that one? I came I went into jail a healthy man and came out with a concussion, okay? So, um and uh, you know, there was a lot of other things that they did, chaining me to a floor and keeping me four pointed, no clothes naked, uh no food, stuff like that, Dixie cup of water, you know, all that crap. But, uh, you know, they decided to treat me real nice while I was in there. But, you know, they – and so the bottom line is this, is that this all started because of they not complying with the statute and what it says. And it's all a protective order that's in place. Now, we – July 21st, and I want to address that because somebody just sent me a message. The reason why they say July 21st is because when she took out the protective order – Okay, she took out the protective order, and I was served with it. I I was like, no, no, she doesn't deserve a protective order. I've never put my hands on her. There's no police report saying I did. She's never called the police. we lived together for 13 years. We have two children. This is her way of getting even with me and taking my children and obtaining free benefits from the state. And so now I'm in this situation now where attorney fees have broken me you know and that's what they do in family court with attorney fees 5000 here 2000 here 3000 here court costs probation fees and there's another twist to this Austin, on September 10th after I entered my uh, guilty plea I did it for a reason because I wanted to see how the supreme court was going to rule I waited to 10 days and on the 10th day I withdrew my plea, which mysteriously has gotten lost so when you withdraw your plea in North Carolina you only have to do it verbally to the clerk under the statute. And then that, and then what happens, you withdraw your plea and everything goes, and then it moves up to the superior court. So that's another foul, uh, foul by play by the uh, court. There's a lot more to it I can't go over. It. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be able to tell you everything from the get-go for how it started and a, and a two-hour show. It would be a ten-part show. But I'm putting it out there because the way things are going right now is is that I have I have this judgment from the federal magistrate where I filed my U.S.C. In 1983, and I told him what had happened, how they treated me in jail, kicked my head into the ground, and tied me to the floor, and, and all this stuff, and suing for you know suing them, you know they violated my civil rights, and it's actually criminal what they did, and uh, this judge this this magistrate basically says that I, I failed a claim, I, I'm making I'm failing to state a claim which relief can be granted, but. He says, he uh, and all the defendants I name in this uh, USC 1983, he leaves one officer uh, open to sue. He says you can serve one. One actually did violate your rights. So it makes no sense what he's doing. And for me to respond to this, I mean, 30-page, I mean, the case law that he cites in here, and for me to object, because it gives me a time to object. You have 14 days to object, and then it goes before a U.S. district court judge. And I, I don't know how to do it. You know, I mean, I to study stuff on the fly and understand the law on that aspect, you know, uh, I just don't know how to do it. And, you know, and that brings me to other people who claim they have, you know. You know, they're supposed to be here. You know, I have people that claim they can help me, and they're just—they just, you know, they're talking out their ass. You know, they're not helping me. You know, promise me this, promise me that, promise me this, and they're nowhere to be found. You know, and really, the bottom line is this: is that what I've always been spouting on this damn fucking uh, show here is that we don't have any rights. You know, you have no rights. You're a slave, and if they want to kick you, and if they want to do something to you, they're going to do it. And they've done that to me here in Rockingham County. And this sheriff here, and everyone knows, too, my my uh, goal here is to run for office here and uh, for uh, the legislative North Carolina House of Representatives here uh, starting December 6th, to put my name on the ballot here. And I think they know about that, too, and I think they're afraid of that. Um, so there's a two of this and what's going on. And, and a lot of the problems that I'm going through with this, this battle with court. And uh, the next case will be, of course, I'll go to Superior Court and I'll – have to have a jury this time. Remember, in district court, you had some other thing I forgot to tell you guys. You don't get a jury trial in district court Why they let you just say appeal. And uh, when you do that appeal, it stays everything. So, because you're guaranteed a right to a jury, you know. But, but, but the point is, it's just one big freaking mess. And it all starts with, back in the beginning, when I had this custody agreement drafted up from 2011, because we had problems, her and I. You know, relationships had problems. But I wanted to make sure that the children would never be, you know, because down here in North Carolina, they got this thing with taking off with children. You know, and I want to make sure that she didn't do that. You know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, look, unless both parents agree or we go in front of a judge or something, you just can't take off with the, my kids without me knowing. Because I'm gone all day working. I come back, and she's gone. So I wanted to prevent that from happening. You know, it's kind of a prenuptial agreement type of a way. You know, you kind of, like, protect yourself. And that's what I thought I did. But the and the attorney that helped me draft that up passed away, so all the records and files that he had is yeah, are gone. So you know it, this this is just a mess that I'm in. It's it's, uh, it's just a one big nightmare, and um, you know and, and the thing of it is is that right now I and they did renew the protective order that did expire. That was another thing too. Okay the protective order the plaintiff in the case has the obligation to renew the protective order as long as it doesn't expire first well she didn't renew it until August 11th that's why we had that hearing on August 11th August 11th well that's uh why August 11th isn't that interesting you got June July August that's 3 months after it actually expired you know so so basically you know look this is the problems we're having and this is happening to a lot of people across North Carolina and across the country that we live in today, where this family court crap is really destroying people. You know, the courts, first of all, should not be involved in any of my personal business, whether or not she initiates the action or not. There's no constitutional constitutionality to this court and to the, 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 the situations that parents run into in these courts. And I'm sure there's people out there that have custody. Listen, people get married, and they, have, they go through divorces, and they have problems. But you know, this is where we get into the common law aspects of everything too, and that's why the republic needs to be restored, and these de facto courts need to should not have jurisdiction over uh, any of us. And they twist these statutes around and the wording of everything in these cases. So, I mean, really, if you're just a common person out there that's going to work every single day, if you didn't study law or understand law, you would have no idea what the hell they're talking about, because they bad they double talk on everything. So the the bottom line is this. Right now, to say is this, I have a consent con, custody order right now that was renewed on October 22nd that says this, 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 and that, and it's not being obeyed. But I have no recourse right now. I have no say. They're saying I have to get a lawyer, because while I was in custody, she filed a, a, an ex parte temporary order with an injunction, which is against statute. To uh for sole custody of my kids. And I had no way to respond to it because I was in custody. See, she played dirty. You know, and, and it was a big setup from the get-go. You know, let's take a warrant out, arrest him, and have him in custody. And then while he's in custody, waiting to get a, go in front of a judge, we'll try to get custody of his children and, and take him away. Pretty freaking dirty, if you ask me. You know, so... I don't know. You know, this is the problem I'm running into and so that's what's consuming a lot of my time right now and a lot of things that are happening with me. And uh people have to understand that. You know, this is a huge battle. This is a this is a, a bad situation. Um well, uh did you come at her with intent to cause malice to have the police to work? <laughs> no. No, actually, no. The police can't me for another reason, but, you know, um, why didn't you use your attorney to talk to her, and you think you have that right? Why, why should I have to use an attorney to talk to her? I was in her for 13 years. Why? Why? Why should I have an attorney talk to her? She has my children. And first of all, I have a custody agreement that says I'm allowed to speak to her concerning matters of the children. Well, concerning matters of the children, what could that be? That could be almost anything. My son could say, hey, Dad, Mom's not feeding us breakfast in the morning. Well, that's something I want to talk to you about, right? I mean, you know, I mean, what if that's the case? What if Mom's not supervising a year old and letting him run out the front door while she's in bed sleeping all day? What do you think? does not that something that maybe I, as a father, should maybe call and, and say, hey, what the hell's going on? You know, but not according to her, not according to the courts. I'm supposed to walk and not be concerned at all about how my children are being taken care of. This way here, they can get me for neglect, you know, or abuse. You see, this is the spinning move of everything. The bottom line is this. A union between a man and a woman is between her and I and God. Unless I cause some physical injury to her and I hurt her in any type of way, it's nobody's goddamn business what happens between us, especially to the courts. And it sure as hell ain't no damn lawyer's business, point blank, period, end of story. And that's what the republic when we, before we lost our republic, and we got into this codified bullshit laws that we have—driver's license, marriage license, regulation—you know—and which uh, warranty deed when you buy a piece of property because you're not allowed a land a anymore, a land patent. You're given a warranty. This way here they can uh, tell you under code section 895-42, you're not allowed to have a shed light in your building, you know, and all this other crap. Because we got crybabies out there that call 911, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, I just saw my neighbor outside. He's waxing his car at three o'clock in the morning. I don't think that is normal. Maybe a sheriff should come over and investigate. You know, or I see cars pulling up to my next door neighbor. Maybe he's a drug dealer. You know, you know. I mean, you got snitches out there, crybabies who can't go by the old days of Andrew Jackson. You got a problem with me? Then let's go out and let's handle it. And whatever happens, happens, and it's nobody else's business. You see, back in those days. Men were men. Today we got bitches who can't do nothing. You know that's a that fact. That's a fact. Because cause that's how it was back in the day. You look, we see all those old movies. You know where, oh, that was true how it happened. You're in a saloon drinking. You know. You no, know, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? I want to go outside. That's it. I, you know we handle it. Period. Not and today. It's, what are you looking at? I'm calling 911. He's threatening me. And then, you, you know, and then you, you got the bat faggots coming with the SWAT team, flags banging your house, pulling you into court for a misdemeanor. And then, you know, and $10,000, $10, and, and it's money. You know, because that's what it's all about. You see? So, you know, so we don't need all this. But that's what the bottom line is to all this. Men are not men, and women aren't women. Today we have a morally dumbed-down, bankrupt society. That does not stand up for what's right or true. And everything's about money. Everybody's out to steal and get money from you. It's a con. Everything's a con. And I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired of it. I've had it. I'm sick and tired of it. All of it. I really am. And I'm sick of all the talk, too. You know, it's time to restore this country and restore this republic. And and I'm sick and tired of the the media. And I'm just sick and tired of, of all the nonsense out there. I mean – and I know else is too, but the problem is you've got the pussy-ass cowards out there who feel comfortable, and they're going to their nine-to-five jobs every day, going to work in their coffins, who enjoy giving their money to the world bankers because your taxes don't pay for nothing, they, okay? My taxes. That's another thing, too. My democracy. We're not a goddamn democracy, okay? We were founded as a republic. And uh, – by consent of the American people, not being, you know, being awake or just allowing them to slowly take away our liberties. A little, we've allowed all this to happen, and now it's affecting me. You know, and, and and that's a big problem down here in the South, too. These people down here, man, they're freaking cowards, man. I wonder why they lost the freaking uh, civil, you know? I mean, for real. I mean, you know, I never, I never saw a bunch of snitch-ass bitches that freaking tell and, and cry babies in my entire life, you know? Just crybabies, and they're backstabbing cowards, too. You know, I'm up there broken down in my Mustang up there off of Martin Luther King Drive. Uh, I didn't want to go that way to my Home Depot, but I had a relative here, and we, broke, we break down. My Mustang just happens overheat right in a freaking neighborhood right where the you know, Martin Luther King Drive, and everyone knows Martin Luther King Drive is not a good neighborhood nowhere, no matter where you're at in this country. Man, we're broke down waiting for the tow truck, and I, it must have been two people that will come up and demand us we give them a cigarette or begged us for a dollar. And that's another, you know, and that's the problem we have today in America. That is the problem we have. You know, wake up. Knock it off. Cut the crap. Cut the crap. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Welcome to the party. I know, yeah. I know it, man. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know what, 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 the, what, the, what how to handle this. But the thing of it is, is that. I have so many days to uh address this and answer this complaint and uh I'm gonna have to let it go. I can't pursue it. I just I just don't have the knowledge. I mean, I don't have the knowledge to uh I don't help. No assistance. You know, I got phony baloneys out there that talk a good game and uh this this the you know, and, and the thing of it is is why does it go in front of a magistrate for a, I mean, I'm suing in court. I thought we have the defendants or I'm the plaintiff, defendants get served And then we have our day in court together. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Isn't that what we think, how it works? I sue somebody or I make a complaint against somebody and we all have our court. Not in North Carolina. Not in uh uh-uh. Not anymore. Instead, I file my paperwork at the courthouse and I get back a 30-page recommendation and opinion from a married. I don't give a shit about his opinion. I want my jury trial. I want my jury I want to bring my case and my evidence and my cuts and scrapes and bruises and my doctor's reports and all the anything else I can get through subpoena to in front of a judge or in front of a jury, and I want to bring my case. Instead, my case gets dismissed by opinion, and I have to answer this? He says I have a right to object. Object to what? Well, how do I object to something like this? You know, he's quoting law, case law, this and that, and you know, and people who know me know I'm pretty good with the law and I understand procedure, and I, you know, but this is beyond the realm of my uh, expertise here. So this is going to be a loss, and uh, and just remember, here in North Carolina, folks, if you ever visit North Carolina, judges have a right to change the, this, this, they have a right to rule any way they want to. If the statute says one year, they can say ten years. That's that's what the North Carolina Supreme Court said by denying my uh, writ of mandamus, my extraordinary writ of mandamus. That's what they said. That so there's no remedy. You have no remedy down here. When a judge, if you if you get in trouble or you get pulled over and a cop wants to pull you over and arrest you, uh, whatever it is, whatever that judge, you going from a judge. The judge has a right to change the statute. Right. That's, that's that's basically what it's all about. That's what this case was really all about from the May 11th date don't you. Because how many people go and look at the statue? How long is a protective order according to the statue, in effect? How many people actually do that? Or how many would do that down here? No, they're too busy running the Barmco, 158, buying their 12-pack of beer, spending their last $20 on a 12-pack of beer. They don't check the statue like Joe Gibson did. Yeah, I did. And it says one year. I think what it is is they made a mistake. That's what they did. And they realize that Joe Gibson isn't one of these stupid hicks down here. That's inbred hicks that, uh, you know, is going to roll over. But they know how to handle guys like me who come around, the Yankees. They know how to handle guys like me, Roscoe Pico train. Because I'm a white guy. I'm not black. I'm not Hispanic. I'm not a Mexican. So I don't get all the free stuff to keep me quiet. I got to get up and go to work every single day. I got to pay my bills, you know. So when I go into court, I get nothing. I get nothing, period. And if I get mouthy and I challenge them and I want to see them going into their procedures and laws and saying, hey, I can arrest this judge, they got something for me. They got they got old Roscoe Pico train, the bat faggots over there, Federal Reserve Enforcers. They'll come get me. And they'll drag my ass in there, and they will stomp my head into the floor like they did, and they will handcuff me to a hole in the floor, a grate in the floor, and they will say, you will stay there. Oh, you posted bond? Too bad. We're going to wait for an ankle monitor. We're going to put you on house arrest. How about that? And guess what? We're all out of ankle bracelets. I guess you're going to stay there, Mr. Gibson, for how long? Until we say so. Right? Because I don't have 2,000 people outside like Black Lives Matter burning down the sheriff's department. I don't have protesters out there. I don't got those people. Instead, "I got hang on, I got to take a call. Hang on, I got call. Hang on, I got to take a call. Hang on. Wait, wait a minute, I got to go. Hang on." You know, uh, you know, I got an excuse because all us white people are too busy hustling and scamming everybody and trying to rip us all rip everybody off so we can stay on our nice comfort house, comfortable house, right? Right? So we can live comfortably because we don't want to offend anybody else. We're going to screw our own people over because we're offending nobody else, right? That's what it's all about, well, I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. I'm tired of all this crap six five seven three, eight three zero six, one six. What are you gonna do about it? Are you prepared like that? What was that movie? I said this the other night actually when I was replaying my show that what was that movie there? The Untouchables. There it goes. Remember the guy, the Irish guy? He goes, "What are you prepared to do?" <laughs> Ain't nobody prepared to. Everybody's prepared to do a lot, but ain't nobody doing nothing. That's the problem, you know. All right, everybody. 657-383-0616. Three, three, six, six. Press the number one if you want to join in here tonight. Take a quick commercial break here, and uh, you're more than welcome to just uh, call in, okay?
1: Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender.
0: can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper
1: together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society.
3: Everybody, Joseph Gissen, podcast here in San Times, which we live today. How about you like this story here? Veteran denied meal after refusing to show vaccine proof at restaurant. How about that, huh? What's up with that? Hey, have you had enough yet? Are you pissed off enough yet? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? Let's, let's, let's play this one. Let's play this.
4: Basically sitting on top of each other, having a great meal. Enjoy yourself, sir. What a nice remembrance day is. This really represents a really setting. A two-time war that can't sit down in the Irving and ask, I mean, how do you choose service in your restaurant for not giving my private medical information? You don't need your medical, you just need a piece of government ID and a- that would be my medical information. I would be providing you with okay, well, my medical. I can provide you with my war medals where I fought and watch my friends get ripped into shreds, so that you guys can refuse me a meal on Remembrance Day. We're not refusing a meal. We just have rules that we have to follow. Really? And you but you choose following rules over doing no is right yeah, in your heart.
3: I'm not saying any of that, but. You don't have to. I can feel it. There you have it. Yeah, you like that? You like that? Huh? Huh? That's what's coming to you. Coming to you. Coming your way, folks. Yeah. Veteran denied meal A Canadian military veteran Brian Marr posted a uh, video to his Facebook page on Thursday showing a restaurant denying him service on Remembrance Day because he wouldn't show a vaccine passport exposing discrimination before uh, discrimination people are forced to deal with thanks to COVID regulations Marr entered a gas station restaurant wearing a military attire and war medals on a ho- on the holiday okay They're telling the host he refused to provide medical uh, information to her. The employee told Mar he couldn't be seated. At this, at this point, the pissed-off veteran walked through the aisles of the establishment, telling the camera, "A two-time war vet can't come into the restaurant and I'm a two-time war vet. I can't sit down in this restaurant and eat a meal with these people that are basically sitting on top of each other. What a nice remembrance day, huh?" He added, Mar found, it, found a manager and informed her he'd been denied service for family to provide his medical atten- uh, information. But she also refused him service. When she asked for his proof of vaccination, he responded, I can, I can provide you with my war medals where I fought and watched my friends get ripped to shreds. So you guys can refuse me a meal on Remembrance Day. The manager claimed she was only following rules. Right? Right? Yeah, I mean, I bet you heard that one before. Huh? How many of you have heard that one before? It's policy. It's policy. Huh? Policy. It's my policy. Yeah. Right? My policy.
4: Yeah.
3: Don't worry. They got something for you, too, buddy, veteran, my veteran brother there. You got? They got something for you? Don't worry. They got something for you. Luckily, you left that restaurant because the Bat-Faggots were going to show up real soon and ask you to leave. If you didn't leave, don't worry. They got something for you. It's called a taser or they might shoot you and you're a handcuff you and drag you off and put you in jail. Yeah. And, they got, and if you've got family to bond you out, your next court dates in three months, you'll be sitting there 90 days, you'll lose your job, you'll lose your house. You know? Hey, right? Right? Because that's what happens. That's exactly what happens, folks. You had enough yet? Have you had enough yet? Hell no, I say. Hell no. You're not coming at me with a weapon. You're not going to vaccinate me. And you know what? Why are all those people still sitting there eating in that restaurant? Shame on you. You are traitors to the republic. You are traitors. Where are our patriots out there? Why are they not up issue on this? Why? Where is everyone? That restaurant right there, what is the name of that restaurant? I would like to call it. I need to get the name of that restaurant. I'd like to call and complain. Do what they do. Make something up. I was in there eating. Someone touched my ass when you were ways I'm going to sue you. You know, I'd do something stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah, do what they do. Or you could say, I'm an illegal immigrant, and you refuse me service because I didn't have my green card. Whoa, that would be all over CNN, Fox News. They would shut that place down with uh, an official announcement from such-and-such such corporation. We are changing policy from now on. Illegal immigrants are allowed to eat here for free. Yep, because the government's giving us a grant without anybody knowing for $500 trillion. Yeah, yeah right? That, that's what it's all about, right? Because we don't want this guy. We don't want people like me, Joe Gibson, people like us out there that follow this podcast show to have any rights or liberties because you will, you will be vaccinated. You will. You will be. 203, go ahead,
0: Connecticut. Go ahead. Well, yeah, well, that's very true. And the reason why they're refusing service is because they've taken the money from the government and they've stipulated they will abide by all of their COVID rules or they'll have to pay the money back. So it's all about the money. It always has been and it always will. And uh, the Fifth Circuit Court in Louisiana ruled the other day that Biden's request uh, or mandate or whatever other nonsense they come out with there from the District of Criminals that all uh, all uh, businesses with 100 more employees, you know, have to get the COVID or whatever, uh, the Fifth Circuit called the rule. In in two words, uh, they they did a, a number of pages on it, but the two words as they called it is complete nonsense. So uh, he <laughs> didn't get his way there. So yeah. maybe there are a, a few people out there that can finally put this nonsense to rest.
3: That's exactly what it is, nonsense. You know, but I don't know about that. I think they got too much momentum going. I I I, I foresee us. Uh, uh, if you go on to your government, I mean, surprise, they're not hitting people with their Social Security checks right now. If you don't get your vaccination, that you know, you don't get your Social Security check. You know?
4: Oh,
0: oh, they will be. Uh, they'll, they'll try anything, anything that they can get away with. And you know, and you know, as everybody may know, or everybody should know, governors and, and presidents don't make laws. <laughs> the legislature does. But yet, uh, everyone out there is following this nonsense uh you know the cdc who says itself that their n95 and n100 masks will filter down to four microns but yet the the coronavirus so they say is 0.04 microns so what what the hell good does a mask do maybe that's why we need to uh, wear 10 20 or 30 of them at a time and then even if you did that Uh, when you took them off and they're moist and they're a wonderful environment for for this stuff to flourish, you put it back on again, you get a great big whiff of of what? The stuff you filtered out originally. So it's completely nonsense from the word go. If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And that's what we have in the district of criminals. We have all ducks wanting to get their way. I mean, I said it before, you know, he's appearing to be a a rotten old goat and everything and uh, a senile, decrepit fool. But you know what? What what if it's all a big plan? What what if this is their plan and they're they're just going along with it? Who knows? And, you know, I said before, (laughs) stay the hell out of their way. Watch TV so you know what they're up to and get the hell out of their way. Stay away from these people as far as you can. Have nothing to do with them. Wear your seatbelt because you don't want them coming up to the side of your car because it doesn't matter if you're wrong or right. Once you get twisted up into their convoluted mess, you, you, you get into a game that you can't win because it doesn't matter if you're wrong or right. It matters what they say. So stay the hell away from them.
3: Yeah, but the problem is though, is it's coming to a point where you can't stay away from them anymore. They're affecting you. They're they're, co- they're coming and in inspecting your property. They're coming and looking at property. They want to they want to make sure that. I mean, what happens when you can't live up to their their codes and their statues? I mean, so what? We got all oh, got to stay home and hide in our houses. We're not allowed to travel. We're not allowed to move around and go about. Not allowed to drive without. You know what I mean? I mean, eventually there has to be a breaking point. There has to be a breaking point where people have to say enough. I will not comply.
0: Well, I think I think we've already said we've had enough, and we're not going to comply it's the fifty one percent of the nut jobs out there that, like you said, are just going to their job and uh, they're going along to get along because it hasn't become their turn yet and I've said it before, we all know where these politicians live. we know their street addresses we know their home phone numbers let's all protest in our own cities and our own states. In front of their houses, in front of where they work, because then you 're going to get their attention and you 're going to get everyone else 's attention as well there are many there are many of, of the nut jobs that that have turned heads, there are many of the nut jobs that are realizing that you know what this isn 't what I signed up for, maybe i 've been lied to, but the thing is you really can 't tell these people and i 've said it before, and i 'll say it again when you 're talking to these people it 's like playing a game of chess with a parrot. Everything starts off fine. Then the parrot gets up, knocks all the pieces down, and flies away, because that's what they do. They will talk to you. And when you tell them something that's true and accurate that they can't respond to, they'll become upset and scream and yell and swear. And when that doesn't work, they get up and run away in a rage, because they always do it, and they do it all the time, because that's the way they are, because they don't know anything except what they're told, they cannot think for themselves.
3: They say this Walmart here uh, that, that requires a vaccine for you, uh, or they're asking for vaccines now out there in California. I'll find out about that, actually, what, what, uh, if that's true or not. So I think I'm going to call real quick and find out what's going on. i got another caller here. I'm gonna get, I'll am gonna, get to you in one second here. Let me just try this place here. I want to find out if this is true. Somebody sent me a message. It could be true. It's out in California, so it wouldn't surprise me. So let me try, what, try it real quick. What
0: is it here. about this Walmart?
3: Vaccine, they require a vaccine. Oh, probably. That's what it's going to
2: be.
1: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Three, zero, one,
3: two, three. All right, let me take this call. Let me research that Walmart real quick. Go ahead, your caller, private caller. Go ahead.
2: Hey, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Yes. I want to tell you that the board Board Three is going to start very soon, and dark winter is arrived in europe, and the gas line is cut off to Europe already is the headline right now, and uh, also uh, you know China is going to take over Taiwan, and uh, we are having war in three, four different fronts. So what's going on with you? What what's your prediction? Go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, you just made a made set a mouthful right there. We're going to have war going on three different fronts. That uh, China is going to take over Taiwan. Uh, where is this information from? Is there any way I could verify this? I mean, I've heard some of these rumors too, where uh, about Taiwan and uh, you know World War Three coming our way because you know I think they'll do it before the midterms actually next year. But uh, where are you getting? I mean, can you elaborate on that?
2: Okay, right now, there is a, uh, you know, uh, interception of the Russian bombers over the Europe, and uh, there is tension in Belarus, and Ukraine, uh, I mean, uh, Russia against Ukraine, and Israel against Iran, and Israel is going to hit Iran very soon on November surprise count my uh what i say to you right now
3: okay well that that int- i've heard that too where, where that the israel I'm absolutely right they are going to attack uh uh iran you're absolutely correct on that and uh you know because they don't want them having it's any information
2: uh, and that because there was unconfirmed reports that we have had that it was the last 48 hours actually the Israel went into the Iran almost, but they came back, and there was so many uh, explosion in Iran. So was that the dry round? Let let the people uh, know later on. I mean, we will know it in the near future. But Israeli are ready to bomb the hell of Iran because Iran has atom bomb, ten ten of them.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. So I agree. I think I've, I've, I've heard I've, I've heard some of those reports, too, actually, over the through very, very – but that was about six months ago uh, I heard those reports. But they could have now made a dry run. You're absolutely right. That's a good point that you made up. Was it a dry run? Because uh, that's what they do. Meaning by dry run, what is it? It was a test military exercise just to see how far they can get without detecting their radar systems and – uh, what not seeing who would react and how they would react, and that 's you know and that 's what they 're doing because and, and and then there you go, and then of course, we know Russia has their nuclear reactors uh investments in Iran so you would have the uh... Russia that would then obviously attack and uh, so what would that would draw in that would draw the united states in, of course because we have to defend israel you know uh... of course you know and then uh, and then that would divide this country because a lot of people believe that we should not and i don't think we should should actually either i think what they do over there is their own damn business you know but but that would that would definitely cause a great divide especially in the religious community and the Christian population here, because they because they believe in kissing the ass of the Jews, uh, you know, no matter what. Um, so there there you go. And that would really destroy America from within, and we would definitely see our new world order shape, uh, you know, uh, take a shape and formulate right before our very eyes. You know, so yeah, I think you're right. With those predictions.
2: Yes, and 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 right now, Lukashov. You know I mean. Is asking for nuclear, uh, you know, kind of uh, bombs from Russia. And if they are going to have it, and also they have a high range, 500 uh, miles radius, range missiles. So basically, uh, uh, Europe is toasted, uh, United States is toasted, Russia is toasted. I count on what I'm saying following cities will be evaporated from the face of the globe los angeles san francisco moscow uh, beijing paris london and tehran and also other major cities will will be nine major cities for sure will be evaporated within the days of uh, the world war iii and the rest will be coming but these are the main ones. London also included.
3: Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, you know the. Uh, you know. Uh, anybody else here who wants to jump in here? Worldwide mass murder before our very eyes. Uh, I'll play this one here real quick. Uh, anybody else who wants to jump in? Six five seven three three zero six one six. Yeah,
0: I. You know. I hear uh, that the it, U.S. has just reactivated its nuclear artillery in Germany.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if you've heard anything about that but uh but, but but we have to we that's why it's so important to fight for freedom in America, you know, we have to understand. And then they got these AI, they got AI that that that's learn uh the AI projects that they're so far advanced and they release these little tidbits about it. AI is, you know, the uh the uh, uh you know, robots uh program, you know, where they can create um, you know, uh, 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 robots, uh, that, that they get, they get stim- this COVID thing, I think that controls your DNA. I want to get into that actually real quick. Uh, our cell phone's now reading our minds, you know, uh, I'm to play yes. that one right now. Can,
2: so, uh, can
4: I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Yes.
2: Yeah. East and West go toe to toe. Russian paratrooper deployed to Belarus close to Poland borders as UK sends soldiers to strengthen Polish defense. And RAF intercepts Putin bombers over North Sea. After U.S. warned, he uh, could invade Ukraine at any moment. So we are in the era of the invading World War Ukraine. And We have 130 ships in the California. I mean, we have massive food rise in the United States. people hungry. I mean, we, we see that uh, Wisconsin is the National Guard in a state of emergency and many other cities too. So we see uh, food, food riots. We see many, many other things that's coming to the United States. Uh, martial law and global martial law is coming.
3: Well, well, yeah, U.S. warning Europe that Russia may invade Ukraine. That was actually one day ago. U.S. warns EU that Russia could invade Ukraine. I'll play that with them right here. Right? See what that would uh, that comes up if I got got something on that. But I got the article. Uh, so uh, you're, oh, yeah, here it is, right here. Play that one right here. If I can get it up, uh, I couldn't get it up. Uh, up, I had the the, the ad here, but. Uh, 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 let me see. It just popped it back down, because this isn't, you're not going to get this, you know, in the, in the mainstream media. So let me see if I can get that up here. Let's play that. It's, it's eight minutes long. Here, good Russia. Russia is going to evade Ukraine. Here it is, right here. Let's see. Well, pop, pop. the pop-up ads just kill you. That, you can't never get, you know, you can't get nothing, you know, that uh, to watch anything or, or listen to anything uh, across the internet today. Um, but anyway, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It, you, what you're saying is true, actually. So that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's uh, there's a. Uh they, uh, the U.S. is raising the alarm with European Union allies that Russia may be weighing to a potential invasion of Ukraine as tensions flare up between Moscow and the bloc over migrants and energy supplies. With Washington closely monitoring a buildup of Russian forces near the Ukrainian, U.S. officials have briefed EU counterparts on these concerns over a possible military operation, according to multiple people familiar with the matter. The assessments are believed to be based on information the U.S. hasn't yet shared with European governments, which would have to happen before any decision is made. But... Uh, yeah. So, it's coming. It's coming,
2: man. It's coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I ask everybody to be prepared, because they're you, if not, prepared.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me turn this off. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry. They, they hit you with ads, of the, the Internet. You know, they hit you with all this crap. You know, you, you, can't, you can't get nothing. But I want to do this one with the cell phones that are controlling our minds. You know, that's that that, that one I got right Satan here. Satan wants to
4: come to Earth. So what he does is he builds a web, a little wide web with a gazillion eyes and a gazillion that reaches into every room and every pocket, every bedroom. And what he needs to do is he needs to fill it so that he can control the planet. An AI Satan, okay? And... When it becomes sentient, it now knows all information and so can read your mind. Do you think that this hypothetical Satan is going to tell you, hey, I'm here? No, it's here already. the real story here, which is how much AI is already out there, how much AI is already in your phone or on your computer or or on the Internet, and is it already expansive in 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 its own way and we can't even measure it? Is it measurable? Is anybody monitoring it? Do we know? Because you've probably seen, I would guess most members of audience, anybody who's probably observant at all, has probably noticed that you will be talking about something at dinner when you're out having a drink or at dinner and, and with friends and family, and you say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this book, or I was thinking about uh, going to see this movie, or I was thinking about getting this hat, or hey, I really like this football team, and then Boom! That football team's hat shows up on your thing, or the a promotion for that movie shows up on your social media, and that product that you were just talking about getting shows up as a promotion on your on your web browser. So observant people have already recognized this. Observant people have already seen this and accepted that this is going on. Now, did you ever? sign up to have your phone listening to you or your computer listening to or or whatever other technology might be listening to you for product placement and and marketing purposes so that they can sell you a hat that you talked about or promote a movie you talked about or a book you talked about or something? Well, no, not wittingly. I don't know anybody that would sign up for that unless they were getting paid, and I don't believe anybody is getting paid for this that I know of but you've already probably experienced that. And the is just pulling up all these stories where, yep, your phone is listening to you, and you may even have had an experience where your phone just turns on with with the listening device, and it's just all of a sudden it's listening to you, and then you look at it, and you're like, oh, why is this thing up and listening to me? It happens with Google. happens with Siri. happens with Alexa. But something happened to me I think it was two days ago, it was this week, something happened to me and it's happened before and something that you just something you experience but you just can't even believe it. As crazy as the world is, you just can't even believe it. And so you just see something happen, you are say, you know what? No, it can't be that. It's just in my head. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about that. I'm not gonna worry about that. Well, the other day, but this has now happened to me multiple times, and so now I'm, I'm going to ask the question and maybe even open up the phone lines on this issue. Because maybe I am going crazy. I mean, I, I, I now have had this happen multiple times to me where I'm thinking about something, thinking about something, never say it. The words never leave my mouth. But I'll be thinking about something, thinking about buying something or thinking about a car or th- thinking about something. And now what my, I, what my thoughts are in my head are now showing up in my phone. So at the risk of sounding like an insane person, I tell you this today, but it's happened to me multiple times, and, and so I can't deny it anymore. So I don't know how this is happening. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know if this is happening to other people. When I put up the question on my subscribe star, a couple of you said, yes, actually I have seen this. Maybe I'm not crazy after all. Is there already technology that can into our minds? And then I ask myself this as just kind of a. I'll tell you
3: what. If there is a scramble in (laughs) mind, you know. But uh, you know. But uh, 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 all right. Well, uh, we'll get ready here to wrap up the podcast here uh, here in a few minutes here. If anybody wants to jump in here, comment here tonight. I'm going to cut it out a little bit early, Um Uh press the number one, if not, we'll be on most likely tomorrow night, um, let me see, I'm just checking the phone boards here, anybody wants to call in, anybody wants to join in the chat room here, yeah, well, I had to open up a day here, It just aggravate me about the, uh, the uh, that case, that I'm, uh, you know, but i I'm uh, going against here. I mean, I just don't know how to do it. I mean, I don't know. And lawyers want thousands of dollars. I mean, you know, and, and really, they don't do anything. When they they, they go in, and they make their backroom deals with their Freemasons, and they get in there and get to talk and knock on doors and stuff, and we the general public, we're not allowed to. We're, we're slaves. You know, we have to obey. So, uh, that Walmart number there, actually yeah, I did have one there with that Walmart. I had another number there to call on that. I better only do that there. Real quick, you know, they said they're asking for COVID vaccines before you enter the store. So uh, I don't know if this is true or not. Let me see. I think I got the right number this time. So let's find out, you know, um, call them up and ask them, you know, if this is true and uh, see what's going on.
1: For more information about COVID-19 digital vaccine records or COVID-19 vaccine appointments, press 1. For local Walmart store main menu, press 2. For more information about COVID-19 digital vaccine records or COVID-19 vaccine appointments, press 1. For local Walmart store main menu, press 2. Thank you for calling your local Walmarts. Our associates are working every day to offer you a pleasant and safe shopping experience. Most of our stores are now open from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Please check your store page at walmart.com for more details on local store hours. We look forward to seeing you soon. For pharmacy, press 1. For electronics, press 2. For pickup, press 3. For deli, press 4. To speak with an associate, press 0. To repeat this menu, press star.
3: Play it twice, and they connect
1: you. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. For pharmacy, press one. For electronics, press two. For pickup, press three. For belly, press four. To speak with an associate, press zero. To repeat this menu, press star. I'm sorry, I didn't get that.
2: Good evening
3: Walmart. How can I get your phone? Uh well I got a question for you. Um I was just heard mm-hmm. that uh for uh, people that enter the store now we have to show our COVID. I uh, show that we we're vaccinated. Is that is that true uh before we no, come in we shopping don't do now? It. No.
1: No we no? don't
3: do it oh, Walmart. Okay. I never heard anything like that. Okay. Okay, you never heard anything like uh-huh. that. Okay, uh so uh, is that something that no, you're not planning store, on doing that? Yeah. Okay, I so they're not planning on doing that anytime time. in the future, huh? Do they require employees to have their vaccine? Uh, there,
1: um, I no, I never heard that.
3: No. Okay. Not for right, now, uh, what, at least. Okay. Uh, just one more thing. If you just one more thing, while I got you on the phone, just curiosity, because so I'm just for people. Uh-huh. That, uh, I, uh uh Do you accept Federal Reserve notes there? Uh,
2: what what kind of returns?
3: Yeah, a uh, form, uh, form a payment when I come in there shopping. Do you accept Federal Reserve notes by any chance?
2: Oh, Reserve notes? I never heard. Let me transfer it
3: to customer desk. Maybe they okay. know. Okay, one moment. Okay.
0: Pesos. <laughs> yeah. I don't
3: know. Who, who, where, where was she answer at? What was she? What, I mean... I, think I, I mean, they must have been Mexico. I'm calling Mexico.
0: Yeah, it was probably in Mexico. <laughs> no operators there. are... Your call is important <laughs> to us. Yeah, very important. Please.
3: Well, that's good. Here. She says she never heard of that, but I don't think she'd know anyway. <laughs> she'd just scan her forehead anyway. <laughs> Everybody
4: like, cares. Nope, talking about her all the
3: time. Nobody old. cares.
0: Nobody nope. knows what kind of <laughs> they have in their pocket.
3: Yeah, I'll hang up on them. They don't. Nobody can answer the phone there. But she didn't. She didn't even know what the hell Federal Reserve note was. So, but, but and I'm asking her about uh, a vaccine.
0: <laughs> nobody knows. No, nobody knows what a republic is or what a democracy is. They only know what they see on TV, and it's all a twisted lie.
3: You got you know, that right.
0: I went I went to uh, my local Walmart in 2017, and I went back again the other day because I had to return something. So what's it been? I don't know, three, four, five years since I've been there. And I wouldn't have went, but I had to return something for somebody else. And, you know, you stand in line for a half an hour or so, and you have people all around you, and they're all talking, and you get up. And and you do you, you do your thing, and they hand you back cash, which has been, God knows where it's been, or who's been handling it, or anything else. And as I was walking out, I went by the optical center, and I said, "Well, listen, they, they they said they hold my prescription for my for my glasses. Maybe maybe I should see if I could get another another set of glasses." And I walk up. And, oh, sir, you have to wear a mask in the obstacle center. I said, I'd rather not. He said, well, you can't be in the obstacle center without a mask. I said, well, I'll go out in the hall there and yell it to you because I'm not going to wear a mask. And I went out in the hall, hi, my name is Suizo Guaducci, and I was here. And she looked it up, and she said, yeah, you were here in 2017. I said, okay, thank you. Goodbye. And that's, that's, what, how they what?
3: that's how stupid they are. <laughs> that's what
0: the world's coming to.
3: Yep, yeah. Like that veteran there with the mask, but uh, but I'm trying to get. I uh, asked uh, the other night. I was asking uh, Harry there. Uh, remember Harry Hughes from the NSM there. I'm seeing if maybe he wants to do a show here tomorrow night on my show because he's because the NSM got taken down. I said, well, a lot of people like your show, and you know, so maybe uh, maybe he'll he'll want to take my invitation and do one tomorrow night and do his show on here. I don't know. It's up to him. Yeah, he's uh, top I haven't heard notch. from him yet. So
0: what's he's that? Top notch. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of my listeners like him, so, you know, so we'll see, we'll see, maybe I'll hear from them tomorrow or whatever, but, uh, uh, but I guess I'm getting ready to wrap it up here tonight, uh, it's getting late, Saturday night, uh, hope everybody had a good, uh, good weekend there, sorry about ranting and Raven there in the beginning, but, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, so, but, uh, continue on with the podcast, I guess, as, uh, as best we can, uh, so, uh, any closing thoughts there, Connecticut, before I get ready to wrap it up, anybody else here wants to jump in, do well. it now, press one, uh,
0: well, I bought a new home and I'm thinking on am moving, so we'll see how that goes. I've, I've <laughs> got a new SUV to, to move all my stuff, so I'm thinking about just getting up and getting the hell out of here and going someplace that's quiet. I'm definitely Good not going to go down. I, I'm definitely not <laughs> going to go down to your neck of the woods because people down there, uh, they, you know, you, you know what, the black people down there in North Carolina are, are much nicer than the white people. As a matter of fact. <laughs> because uh, they're, they're polite, they're courteous, uh, for the most part. Of, co- of course, there's bad and everything, but but for the most part, but the white people down there, uh, they're all very polite. They are all very polite. But they walk up to you and they have a knife behind their back, and when you turn around, they stab. <laughs> yeah, they they just stab you, and it it doesn't matter what matter whether it's somebody you know, somebody you don't know, family or anything else. It seems to all be the same down there. So it's not going to be in that neck of the woods where I'm going to uh, end up going. I understand. And I think when 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 I, when I do finally leave, which 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 will be soon, that we'll we'll just keep it uh uh to ourselves and and call in call in from the same phone number so that so that when people down there track it, they really won't know where it comes comes from.
3: There you go. There you go. You don't want to go out to where Harry is out there in Arizona, that's for sure. They're crossing the border like stampedes up, out there, so. <laughs> you know, it won't last too long out there, but maybe the northwest, well, you got Antifa out there. I don't know, maybe Wisconsin area. Wisconsin sounds pretty good. I don't know, Wisconsin, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, that was cold up there, though, you know. I don't know. Where is it? Any place safe to go? Texas, I guess. I don't know. The middle, middle part of Texas, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know, but.
0: Well, when, right, I was, when I was that? when I when I was young, I did about fifty thousand rounds of thirty odd six with my father. So wherever I go, it, it may be coming.
3: All right. Well, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening tonight. I Appreciate it. I guess we'll get ready to wrap up the podcast here. I don't got any new callers here wanting to jump in. at A few there, but they bounced off. So, but uh, I guess I'll just uh, go check out Telegram tonight. I guess I don't know.
2: But anyway, all right, everybody. Good night. Take care.